Welcome to the HMO Success Podcast. My name's Wendy, and this podcast will help you invest in houses of multiple occupation. Great. Hello, everybody. Welcome to new members of the Ultimate HMO Success System Facebook group. I am absolutely delighted today to have a very special guest beaming live into your living room or wherever you are uh, receiving this broadcast. Um, He is called Matthew Elwell, sitting to my left or to my right, depending on which position you are in when you're watching us. And Matthew is the co-founder of the Elite Closing Academy, the world's best academy for teaching people how to close sales and become more effective at closing deals which is why I've invited him onto our group today to help you if you are trying to close deals. And if you're in property, that's probably what you are doing. So Matt, thank you very much indeed for being here with us today. Really, really grateful for you joining us. Thank you so much. And thank you for the uh, wonderful words. I appreciate it. So I've been working with Matt. Uh, We've been working together now for about the last five months. And uh, I can honestly say that uh, through working with Matt, it has transformed my mentoring and training business. It has doubled my income. Even in the last month, our sales have doubled whilst we have been on lockdown. And that's nothing to say of the skills that I've learned, which are transferable into my property business as well. So today you've got a chance to ask Matt some questions. If you've got questions about closing, if you'd like to understand how this relates to being a property investor, maybe if you've got some struggles with negotiating or uh, working with vendors. Um, The great thing is that that Matt's skills apply across many different types of businesses. So don't just think that, you know, because you're not in retail or you're not in, you know, car sales, um, that you can't benefit because I know that you can really benefit from from what Matt has to say today. So Matt, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your background, please? Yeah, thanks, um, Wendy. And I think you've done a great job for me, so I I don't want to blow my own trumpet or anything. You're doing it for me. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, look, my my background is, um, what's relevant to property really is, uh, I've I've been uh, in sales all of my life and uh, run a, retail business with my brother for 16 years but the key bit i think the reason why i'm able to connect so much with property investors uh investors of all different kinds is because my first property deal um was with uh, a large uh well tesco express and i purchased a piece of land when i was 25 years old um against the wishes of just about anybody uh, around me and um, we, we bought an old garage in 2005 and we knocked it down and built a 6,000 square foot two-story showroom and rented the ground floor out to Tesco on a 20-year rental. So that was my first ever property deal other than, you know, my first couple of houses and stuff. But uh, that big commercial uh, deal, it was, it was phenomenal. And actually what, what, um, what happened during it took me seven years to go from a cold call to Tesco uh, all the way through to doing... Uh, a multi-seven-figure deal, which was called cool. we're nine nine years into a twenty-year deal now, which is good. Um, so yeah, a lot of what I teach and a lot of the principles that um, I, I sort of today the standards more than anything else as an investor. How do you go from cold to sold? I learned uh, 
in my business, but those seven years, that negotiation over seven years, there were so many lessons. I made so many mistakes. Uh, but the good thing is I've been able to learn from those mistakes. And actually, I, I teach a lot of those principles, as you know, Wendy, uh, now. So somebody listening today might be thinking, well, you know, I don't really know what the difference is between sales and closing. You know, you, you run the Elite Closing Academy. So what does it mean? What's the difference between general sales and, and, and closing? Yeah, great question. Um, I mean, look, I think, firstly, the easiest way to do this for any investor right here, right now, listening to this is that there's two ways of doing a deal. Um, there's everything that happens before putting the deal in writing and making an actual written proposal. And I call that aspect, Wendy, as you well know, I call that sales, prospecting and sales. That's where the hard yakka, the hard work is. Sales should be hard, hard. Uh, natural, but hard. You know, there's a lot of energy, a lot of questions, a lot of things that need to happen so that you and other possible uh, clients, possible investors, possible deals, uh, the, the prospects can then, you can decide having done all of that hard work, whether or not there's a deal to be done so that the deal is easy. We're looking to create easy, natural, effortless deals and close them. Uh, but, but that only happens when you work really hard. So the first thing to answer that question is, Sales and closing are two totally different skills. And just to give a bit of context, just to finish that uh, the, the question off, a bit of context. If you're a deal maker who gets to, you know, maybe you've been working with someone for two or three months, maybe when it was safe to do so, you've visited site, maybe your power team have looked at legals, looked at stuff, and all that. All that's happened without any money changing hands. And then you get to the moment where your expectation is you're going to do the deal and they go, do you know what? Yeah, I've got some other, I've got other people interested. Your fee's too high or it doesn't work out for me. So your expectation was to get the deal done and they're still haggling and saying things like, look, I need to, I need to run the numbers again. Get back to me next week. Drop me an email. I'm in, but, you know, I just need to check with my business partners. A few things I'm not sure about. If that's happening to you, and you're trying to sort of close, sell, justify, explain in the close. If you're explaining, you're losing, by the way. So if that is you, then this is a really, it's come at a good time because what I teach in my three-day training, what Wendy teaches in her training, is you have to have, um, I mean, yours is a two-day. Mine used to be a two-day. Mine's a three-day now. But, but and I know you, you'll cover this in detail, is that there has to be a system. You, you, have, to, you have to have a system. So... You, you, you must make sure that if you're hearing love it, but then then you're probably trying to sell and close all at the same time. And, and you've got to review your system, your process. So that's one of the things that I've really learned from you. And, and this is one of the things that we now teach on our two day course, as you mentioned, because working as a property investor, sometimes deals take a long time to get over the line. And um, particularly at this time with COVID, you know, there's lots of barriers, there's lots of restrictions on people doing viewings, negotiating with vendors, solicitors are just opening up and they're busy with sort of matrimonial cases. They might not be so busy with conveyancing. And one of the things we get asked a lot on our two day course is how can I effectively get those deals over the line? And one of the things that we do is to help people with scripts, with templates, but with that system 
because I think that that system is the key to being able to know where you are in the process. And therefore, what is the logical next step for that particular vendor or joint venture partner that you might be working with? Yeah, and I think the skill, you're absolutely right, Wendy, and I think the, the skill actually is to move towards possible risks, to move towards possible implications, to move towards possible obstacles, to ask questions like other than the financial benefits of us doing this deal together, what else do we need to consider now before we put it in writing so that it doesn't show up later? And I think the skill is to have a sales process as an investor that moves towards all the possible things that might get in the way so that when, when it's time to close the deal and exchange cash, which is what it's all about, exchange the contract, release the funds. When, when that moment comes, what you don't want is headache. And what we do, you see, interestingly, as investors, we all see the big picture. We all see the end vision. We all think about the cash we're going to make. But how many times do we let that sort of vision get in the way of dealing with little things along the way so that they don't show up later all the time because we take the easy option. So having a great sales process uh, involves going towards problems and obstacles before they happen and thinking around them. I teach possibility thinking in my training. Um, like, how do you think around things that might happen and be ready for that? But you see, let, let's just get some context. If you want to stand out as an investor, this this skill alone stands you out because what's the opposite? There's investors everywhere who've done a shitty little course online and all of a sudden they're an expert. And they're not thinking about the problems because they don't know what the problems are until they actually happen. So being an expert investor and having an amazing sales process and taking your customer through the process and eliminating possible risks. Look, we, we never know what the future holds. We can't get rid of everything. And actually, the beauty of life is that things happen, you know, experiences uh, happen. That's life in, in a box, really. And we wouldn't want to, you know, we wouldn't want to control everything that happens next. Otherwise, we'd all fall off the edge, I suppose. So no matter how hard you work, that things happen and we have to accept that the human to human interaction. And that's the beauty of it. But the challenge and the skill is to wherever possible, create a sales process from cold to sold, from the moment you meet somebody at a networking event, all the way through, maybe they come, like the next step for people listening to this, if they want more is to come train with you, and then if they enjoy that, and there's another step, the mentorship, but have your own system and process nailed, not just for your benefit, but for your possible uh, clients' benefits, so that the process to deal with you is effortless and natural and easy. And, and by the way, good investors should should focus on logical detail, but also there has to be an element of emotional connection with yeah. the other person, with the party, to create a great deal. So my answer is go towards problems and you'll find that closing deals happens a lot more. So that's really interesting because one of the things we teach our private clients is to be property problem solvers. 
and to see themselves as somebody who can solve problems and create this win-win solution for both parties. Uh, because I think a lot of people see property investors or landlords, you know, in the media, we're, we're portrayed as being, you know, the worst of the worst, aren't we? We're kind of only second worst estate agents, really, in the in the pecking order. Um, and we, we don't get a, we don't get a good, um, you know, a good coverage by the media because they think we're greedy. Whenever you see the word landlord in the media, it always seems to be preceded by the word greedy because we uh, appear to be making money. And yet the way I would like to reframe that is to say, actually, money and wealth comes from what value you give to your marketplace. And if your marketplace is working with vendors or working with investors and using their money to invest in projects and creating a win-win, then that is evidence of you adding value and evidence of you solving the problem. Um, do you think that people are scared of being problem solvers? Do you think it's something which makes people think, oh, I don't have enough skills to solve a problem. How can I solve this problem? And they they don't see themselves as being that kind of a having that kind of mindset. And that's part of the problem. Yeah, I think I think possi possibly. And I think, look, ultimately, let's just remember the, the, the big picture here. Um, when it comes to investing, um, the first thing you must do is focus on the results that you get uh, for other people. So let, let me give you an example. I mean, uh, if an agent has got lots of stock that they're not shifting and you have a database of people that are ready to buy stock that's not shifting at a deal price, you've got to find the agent who's got the dead stock because that person has a reason for you. And when you're service is a solution to a problem that somebody's got, then they're motivated to answer questions, to work with you and to make it happen. So look, ultimately, it's all about what results you get as an investor, not just for yourself, but for others too. You know, I was working with somebody recently and uh, they, they had, um, um, there were four children arguing over a property that um, there'd been a, a a, a sad death in, in the family and there was this property left and the four children were arguing and that was causing the surviving um, parent so much stress and, and, and in the end actually what she was looking for was for somebody to take that property away at a slight reduced price and go hey there's what's left and you're getting 25% each so again I suppose what I'm trying to say is it's critical that you as an investor ask those that need you what they actually need from your product or service to solve a problem or like in this case that she was happy actually to sell at a reduced price just to get rid of a headache so if you're an investor that believes that it's all about the money you're wrong and in this case you would not have got the deal because actually it's it's about finding value other than money in a deal um, and this is why sales process is critical, um, because when, when you are the solution to a problem, when you are valuable, uh, yes, the money aspect is critical. Of course it is. We're in it to make profit and, and to create wealth and all of the other things. But, but the skill is to find value in a deal other than just money. And I'll finish with think about the number of times where 
it was just like a, a, a car crash on, 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 on cost. Everybody's just talking about the lowest price, lowest price, lowest price. And eventually you've got to let it go because the lowest prices rarely come up with the highest and best results. So it's about getting that balance. And that's why I think to answer the question, being prepared. And if you haven't got the skill, that's what training companies like mine are for. If you are someone who doubts the process, you've got to get trained on it. You know, think about it. This is why we're training companies exist. We have information that people that are listening to this might not have. And if that's the case, seriously consider how we could possibly help you moving forward. And by not knowing what the training company is going to give you, what impact is it having on your opportunities, you see? So you have to think like that as an investor all the time. You've got to be thinking like that as an investor. So if you haven't got the skill, invest in someone who can show you the skill. Um, but yeah, the more you can go towards challenges and pains that they've got that you solve, the more deals you do. So I think in property, especially that that kind of fits really neatly into the idea that, again, that we promote is to find motivated vendors. Uh, you know, people, as you say, are not just motivated by money. Um, many people that uh, I come across who are trying to sell a property, actually, the money is almost the secondary part. What they really want is to solve a problem. They've got maybe a divorce, so they need a fast deal. Maybe they're trying to move abroad or they've got some debts that they need to pay off. Or there's another reason why they're selling the property. They might not actually live in the property. It could be a commercial property and it's just become an absolute nightmare and a headache. And they've been investing for 30 years and they just want to retire and have nothing more to do with it because they haven't they haven't had a system and they haven't had a process of scaling their business which has yeah. meant that they've been left holding the baby for all these years and they're completely fed up with it. So finding those, it's not so much finding the property, it's finding the people who own the property who've got the problem. Um, and that to me is where we can really make a difference. But as you say, I think it's, it's really true, Matt, that uh, without knowing uh, different techniques or different strategies in property, you can miss a lot of deals because there's some great creative options that, that you can learn. And we share these on our two day course, how you can secure property without using any money. And these are powerful strategies that can work when you find these problem. challenging problems. Yeah. Okay, so I've had Agreed, I think, um, yeah, I mean, sorry, I just, I just got a slight uh, distraction there. Go for it. Sorry, Matt. You, 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 did you want to say something? No, no, it's fine. Go for it. If we've got a question, let's let's yeah. let's answer some questions. Okay. So, so I've got uh, I've got a question here through from Billy, uh, who's direct messaging me, and he said, "What about monetizing? How do you monetize your business as a property investor?" I think he means. So. Um, Give me a bit more. When he says monetize the business, what? Give me some. I'd need to know what. Okay, what is his business? Not, it's not, yeah, what, it's not very. It's not very. I think. I think probably what he means is what you were saying about um, finding solving problems. And for example, with that it, that uh, situation of an estate agent who's got property on the books that are not selling, you've got a database of investors who you're trying to sell to. How do you make sure that you are not left? doing lovely introductions between these people. These people are doing business, but you're left out of it. 
So how do you, in that situation, yeah, money? Yeah, great question. To totally get that. So I think, look, firstly, and I know this is, but by the way, I, I have a huge amount of success in the property uh, education space and work with loads of people, yourself included. So, But I know what I'm about to say is against what others say. So um, it's just my opinion. I strongly believe in answer to Billy's question, how do you monetize, is you've got to be known actually for one strategy um, become known as an expert in one field. Definitely explore optional, you know, thing. But once you land on a strategy that number one, you're passionate about, you've got to have some passion, because otherwise you're just another investor who does a bit of this, does a bit of that. Master of all, master of none. So my my advice, firstly, to Billy is like, hey, if you can really ask yourself this question, if there's one thing that you get passionate about in property, what is it? Is it rent to rent? Is it HMO? Is it commercial? Is it like dig into one and then say, right, um, who do I already know that's got a problem with this? Uh, and if it's, for example, if you uh, if you were able uh, to message or to have investors that would take that are cash rich and are looking for quick deals, uh, if you can go to agents who have dead stock and bear in mind if they've got dead stock they've got unhappy customers right mm. so their, their problem is they've got unhappy customers who've got who invested in them to move the stock for them so if you then sort of go hey i specialize in i'm going to make this up um I, i've got 10 investors now cash rich we're looking for a deal for estate agents who've got dead stock in the 150 to 200 grand mark uh, or whatever it is, be niched, be niched, like become known for being doing one thing. And then, Billy, what you can do is you can actually either attach a fee to the service or wrap up a fee into the overall deal when you move stock for the person who's got a headache. So the person who's got a headache is prepared to invest in getting a better result, which is getting the people who are annoyed with him off his back and moving his stock. So I know that probably sounds a bit complex. Let me just keep that nice and simple. Very simple, Billy. To monetize, when you become the solution to somebody else's problem, they will invest money, time, and energy in your product or service. So firstly, focus on what's your service. Secondly, um, who's who needs your service? Thirdly, what pain is it solving? And fourthly, have a name for your service. It could be... I shift stock quickly, service, and it's a grand or whatever. You just got to have a thing that they can buy, um, and then work out what you what what your fee is for that, and off you go. That's how you monetize it. That's great. I think that's really really helpful advice, uh, Billy. Please message me back if you thought that was helpful as well. Um, great. Okay. Thank you. Please do get your questions in uh, from for my interview today with Mr. Matt Elwell. Uh, he's with us for about another 15, 20 minutes. So you've got time to get your questions. You can either direct message me through Facebook Messenger or put it on the group chat. Um, please put your questions below. We'd love to take them. Uh, I know that Matt's really keen to help you uh, during this time. And in fact, on that note, Matt, I've got a, I've got a question here from Sue, uh, who said, what advice would you give to a property investor right now trying to do deals, but with this COVID, COVID problem? 
in the you know, yeah, cool. Again, I'd love I'd love to know what Sue does. What does she specialise in? Um, so but she, yeah, I suppose that the first question. Sorry, I I know this lady. So Sue is an HMO investor. Uh, she's got a handful yeah. of HMOs already, and uh, but she wants to expand her portfolio. Yeah, great. So I mean, look, first and foremost is well done. You've got a portfolio. You're obviously good at what you do. My advice is do not pivot away from what you're already doing that's working. I'd, right now, I would double down on what's got you this far in the first place. Um, uh, what got you to get this far with your portfolio? Personally, I believe it's the right thing to do right now to say, hey, I'm not pivoting anywhere. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask this question. Where are the best opportunities utilizing all the skills that I've already got um, to, to go and find more HMOs? That's the first question I'm asking myself. Um, because like, th there will be so much opportunity uh, coming up. And I think, look, um, I think choosing your property educator right now is critical because there's a lot of people out there who, frankly, uh, uh, I mean, like Wendy, I know a bit about your business, how successful you are. You know, you, you're not sort of suggesting, you're going, here's what I did and here's what I do. That's the kind of advice you can give. So I know there's a lot of advice out there, but my advice is this is not a time to sort of like go mental and start trying to like lap up loads of other things. Focus on what you know right now and focus on where the key opportunities are in the skill set that you've already mastered. That that would be my my number one thing right right now personally. Um, I'm not saying don't get educated and, and find other opportunities and have your, your mind open. Of course I'm not. But what I am saying is if you're already doing what I think it was Sue is doing, which is she's got some success in HMO, where's the next HMO patch um, that's going to come up? Um, maybe maybe you go, where are the next, like the hospitals, where are the, the professionals going to be needing HMOs? Like whatever's worked already, double down on that and ask yourself where it's going to work next. So it's a bit of kind of creative thinking, isn't it? It's not diverting from your path. It's not suddenly going, oh, there's another shiny penny around the corner. I'll go and follow that. It's actually knuckling down on what you've already done, probably even niching further so that you can then solve the pain of other people. And I believe that by doing that, you will solve tenants pain you will solve uh, letting agents' pain, you will solve employers' pain. There's a lot of people whose pain you can solve by being really good at what you do. And I, I agree with you, Matt. I think there's going to be some great opportunities, which I don't think we've seen yet. I think the market has not yet really responded to COVID-19, but I think we will see that. I think there's going to be some rocky patches ahead as well so therefore people not only need to be educated but they also need to have the tools the systems the processes to be able to use their creativity to adapt and thrive during the next six to 12 months i believe yeah i agree and i think i mean look um we all know that this thing has been an absolute monster uh the covid season it's it's been an absolute monster and we know there's more you know there's more to come and for anybody that's been affected by it, you know, my heart goes out um, to you right now. And, and I think, you know, I suppose in, in many ways, property investors, we're, we're the lucky ones, really, because 
um, if if we focus right now, um, not only can we uh, come up with some great deals for us, but actually we can get things moving. There's tax that needs to be paid back. There's a lot of money that the, that the government and the exchequer are short on. So we can play our role. Um, we can have a real big impact in communities around the UK at the moment with some sensible, ethical investing uh, done properly. And, you know, and again, you know, I, I, I'm not just saying this because I'm, I'm on your um I'm in your community, Wendy, but you know, what I admire most about you, no, what I admire is you're legitimate, you're genuine, you've done it, you know what you're doing, you're an expert in your field. And I think my, my advice, if you are looking at, 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 just be careful who you're getting your information from at the minute, because there's a lot of poor information out there. But yeah, so my, my, my gut feeling is there's going to be a lot of opportunity. My gut feeling is that um, right here, right now, you are right, COVID-19, it hasn't, we haven't come out the other side yet, but but it's kind of like, hey, we know it's here. So I'm, it's business as usual as an investor, even though it's not business as usual, if that makes sense. So don't, don't pivot so much so that you're not doing what's obvious and what you're good at and what got your results in the first place. Great. Yeah, I think that's good, really good advice. So Sean has given a message uh, into the, the Facebook group and he said, what is the number? Oh, dear, I've just lost the comment. Just one second. <laughs> it's gone down under all the other comments. But I think his, his question was, what would be your number one advice or number one piece of advice to somebody who is looking to um, work with angel investors? So how, what, how could you attract angel investors? So, uh, how do you attract any investor? What, what? Just give me a bit more context around what, what his idea of an angel investor is, Wendy. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Sean, this is your question. I'll give you a moment to uh, put something a bit more in the chat panel. My, my theory uh, on what Sean's question, what lies behind Sean's question, is that he is uh, looking to attract investors who've got cash. So that he can use that cash to build a property portfolio and he can give them five percent return six percent return so generally when we talk about angel investors we're talking about people who are maybe investing uh, into a business or giving somebody a loan for some money which they, they can then use to uh, grow their property portfolio but without having um, ownership of that property right so the, the best thing to do is if you were an angel investor uh, Sean, what like what would make you go towards somebody? Like, ask yourself that question. I mean, what would an angel investor's strongest reason be for picking Sean out the madding crowd and going, "Hey, I'm going to work with this guy"? Um, what have you got for an angel investor that they haven't got now? That's what you got to focus on. You know, if, if you've got loads of cash and and you go, like, what is your perfect angel investor? Maybe somebody like goes, "I know there's loads of deals out there, but I'm so busy, I can't be bothered." What I'm looking for is somebody who's got knowledge, who's like really reliable, that I can trust. Like what would, just write the question down, even if you, you haven't asked the question, write this down. If you were an angel investor, what would make you invest in you? What, what, what would make you go, hey, that man, oh, well, I'm gonna go with him. I'm gonna give him some cash. You know, you, you gotta get to the, the truth. Like what, what do I need from you? What would make somebody give you cash? To get themselves and you a result and pay you a fee for that that's that's the what's the answer to the question okay so one of the one of the uh, answers that's come back is uh proven experience so what do you do if you're a new 
property person, you're looking to invest in property, maybe you've used some of your own money, but you've run out of your own money and you're now having to use other people's money to invest with. So how do you overcome the, the mindset that says, unless I'm credible and I've already got a you know, million pound property portfolio, no one's going to want to invest with me? Yeah, great question. And a really good question. And again, firstly, um, a baby that's just born is new. Um, so if, if your internal speak is that you're new, then you're always going to be new. When do you stop being new? When's the day where you go, I'm not new anymore. I'm old. <laughs> As an investor, what, what that? Yeah. Like, if you want to, you know, if you want to sort of say like I'm new, then firstly straight away well, I'm going to go. Well, I'm not going to touch anybody that's new because they're new. They've got a clue what they're talking about. So actually, I suppose if you're 43 like me, you go. I've been on God's planet for 43 years, and every experience I've had has brought me to this point. Um, so firstly, let's let's go, hey, what information do I have inside me that's valuable to somebody else first and foremost? That's the first thing. Second thing is, if you are just coming and starting your property investing journey, that's, that's different. And, and what I would say is, number one, choose a mentor that can accelerate your learning. Somebody like Wendy Whitaker-Large, of course I'm going to say that, Somebody with a reputation, somebody you can trust, somebody that you know is not just in it. Look, look, training businesses there to make money, of course, but somebody who's passionate about sharing what they know. That's the first thing. So get the right information, critical, number one. And then the other thing I've got to tell you, have a passion for it. Because like I, I teach people how to close deals and sales. And my biggest motivation was after 16 years of being an SME, <coughs> excuse me, of being an SME, was just how much fear and how much, quite frankly, smoke and mirrors there was to the sales process that I saw not just from business owners, but from people who used to walk into my tile and bathroom showroom and go, yeah, I go, like, you know, what, what helped you? Know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm just having a look. And, and you go, well, I know you're having a look, but come on, you, you, you've walked into a building that says tiles and bathrooms. So what they should do is go, hey, my budget's 11 grand, what you got? But, but they don't say that because there's a sales game. And the sales game, whether it's a deal, an investment, is it's based around fear and lies and smoke and mirrors. And I wanted to change that. Um, I wanted to change. And by the way, forget wanted. I am changing it. You know, I believe that amazing sales is asking with passion and purpose, powerful questions to understand what your prospect could possibly get that they're not getting that from you and whether or not you're a good match, whether or not there's a deal to be done that's good for them, good for you and good for the universe. That's what my passion's about. So my answer is firstly, get the right education around something you're really passionate about. When do you ooze passion when you talk about you know your journey and how you teach and that comes across there's so many investors out there that i call seven out of ten energy i speak on property circuits all over the uk and in america and i speak to people and they're like yeah i, I do a bit of hmo i do a bit of rent to rent i do a bit of commercial I do a bit of this. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm not giving you my money i'm going i'm not giving you if i'm an investor you went over my money not with that shit going down I'm yeah. looking for somebody who's sharp, 
is professional, is organized, is got a passion, is known for one thing. Like, listen, I get I get property education and training businesses and investors connect with me from all over the UK, all over Europe, and sometimes in America, which I'm branching out to, saying, I've been recommended to you as the closing sales guy. Yeah. Closing sales guy. That's what I'm doing. So my, my, question, my question out there is like, if you want to just start out, then be known for one thing, be passionate about it, and get the right education. And lastly, go towards those that need your service, that get a result with your service, because they're the people that invest time, money, and energy in you. Yeah. Fantastic. That That's really useful. I, I think uh, one of the exercises that I sometimes get my private clients to do, if they've got that mindset that they haven't got enough credibility to attract finance, is to write 50 reasons why your life has given you enough credibility to attract money. And actually, that's a really Wait, deep exercise. I love it. I love it. I'm sorry to jump in. I love it. I'm 100% behind you. And just remember, if you go to the window when you're having some credibility doubts and look out the window, there are no, is this person credible, police? Like, credibility comes from within, which is why Wendy's advice was perfect. Like, yeah. you have not got to justify yourself to anyone. And I'm just going to pick up on something, if I may. Um, uh, somebody's written here. I can't see who. Uh, I think it could have been Sean about um, proven results. And again, actually, if if you're yet to kind of go, hey, I've just done this deal and there it is, look at your own results that you've got in your own career. Um, and if it's linked to property, great. But but when he's right, like I guarantee you've all uh, had, a, had a property experience that was positive along the way. Like close yourself on that experience and close yourself on having come through that experience Close yourself on now being an expert on that experience, and there's your credibility. There are no credibility police. So you got to pick internally. This is why, you know, one of the first things I teach when you've been on my training, one of the first things I teach is number one, what stands you out? What are you amazing at as an investor? Not being, not being like, you know, an octopus without tentacles, be the octopus that's hanging onto a marble. The one thing the one thing that you know you can make happen. Um, and, and don't wait to, to like, so that everybody thinks you're credible. Just go and do it. Success breeds success. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the, the piece of land that I bought, um, I'm in my house today. Obviously, I'm not at work at the minute or in the office. It's 75 paces that way. Literally, 75 paces. I can't quite see it because there's a house in the way. And it's a 6,000 square foot two-story showroom, right? Had I, like, I used to drive past that piece of land every day. And I kept saying to myself, but the internal police were saying, yeah, big company's going to buy that land and they'll probably build some massive on it and they'll probably rent it out to somebody else and make fucking millions of pounds. You'll never do that. And, and that happened to me, by the way. I've lived in this village for 43 years. Uh, that's been there for 43 years. And that happened for, to me from the age of 22 for three, three and a half years, 21 and a half, three and a half years, that piece of land was there, and I kept telling myself, somebody bigger than me will buy it, somebody with more experience, and eventually I said, hey, we're currently paying three grand a month to rent this old barn. For the same, I could buy a, 
for just a bit more, I can buy a piece of land and have my own property. I'm going to do it. And do you know what everybody said to me? Well, you're only 25. You can't. You, you don't know anything about it. You, you, well, no, somebody bigger than you is going to do it. So, no, you don't want to do it. My old man went, oh, no, <clears throat> you can't do that. What are you talking? You don't know anything about it. What are you, going to, what are you talking about? I just I did it. And you know what? My old man to this day doesn't say, well, you shouldn't have fucking done it. He's so glad I did it because he hasn't had to work since 2008. <clears throat> he retired. So look, yeah, so check in on your internal, what, what do you tell yourself about yourself? Like, who, who are you really trying to be credible to? Because you've got to close yourself on you first. The most difficult relationship on God's planet is the one with yourself. And, and I know, you know, I've suffered with stress, I've suffered with anxiety. You know, I understand uh, every day for all of us. But you have to keep selling yourself on yourself. And that's why passion is critical, you see. So, look, um, if you've got the internal uh, credibility police, go to the window, double check. No one's going to, the credibility police will not come and arrest you, right? You're going to be okay. Um, and then stick to what I've said. Get educated, get passionate, become known for one thing, take some action. Do a deal and make it happen, and, and then success will breed success from there. Wow, Matt, the real words of wisdom. We've got some great comments uh, in the chat panel there, uh, you know, testimony to, you know, the things you're saying are really ringing true with people. I think that's that's amazingly powerful. So can you just tell us how do people learn more about what you do? How can they learn more about becoming an elite closer? What, what a wonderful question. And, and um I'm really proud to say this, by the way. Um, I have actually written, and I'm now an author, which I think, Wendy, you've got, which is really cool. And look, when, when I start to write this, uh, it was delivered from within me from a place of passion and from a place of sharing. So there's a lot of content in here. It's not like one of those skimmy books that, that are out there. I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it because it's something that I get messages from all over the world now going, hey, I'm on page 83. I've just signed a deal for 16 flats that I'd never have got without this book. And I'm like, wow. So, look, to your, uh, if you're looking for a bit of a read, um, by the way, as well, my team, I put together some videos and um, just to explain, to give real value around why I wrote it and what's in there to help you. This is mainly about um, the close. So, the closing, the deal. Um, it's called Open with a Close. It's about being transparent. And if you want to increase conversions of doing deals, this book's a great little tool. The truth is, to be an elite closer, there's five steps. This is like step two. And actually, if you do buy the book, um, expect some information about the next step, which is my three-day training, and expect one of my team to give you a call about it because they'll presume, uh, helpfully, that, that you want to be an elite closer because, like Wendy, uh, I think you said you doubled your sales in five months, which is pretty cool, right? Um, so I think Wendy's going to post. She's already done it. If you have a look in the comments below. Um, oh, someone just said, I've been on Matt's training, enjoyed immensely. His suggested implemented actions are easily implemented. Amazing. Thank you. Um, so great. And I, I think that's really cool. Uh, I thank you so much. I don't know who that is, but thank you for that. But so that Sharon. all we got to do who? Sharon. <laughs> Sharon. Sharon oh. Hi, Sharon. How are you? Uh, she's amazing. And, um, yeah, the, the link's in the comments below. So all you've got to do is click on it. You just have to cover post and packaging. 
But right now, you can get that a uh, lot of content in there. Uh, you'll be part of the community, and and hopefully, um, it will give you a bit of a boost and convert even more. Um, you know, during lockdown and as we move out of lockdown, there's some good stuff in there for you. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, listen, Matt, thank you so much. You've given up. 45 minutes of your time today to to be on the on the call there, uh, there's more questions I, I always have loads of questions for you don't i whenever we oh, have our if you want one more question when now I'm, I'm i'm good what far away all right fi final question then is about scripts so we've had a question come through somebody i think may have done may have read your book or done some training with you already um talking about scripts so how would having a script help uh if you are negotiating a deal yeah, I think it's really good. Um, look, it took me seven years from a cold call to Tesco's head office in London all the way to signing on the dotted line and actually not just signing, but for them to put some cash into my bank account because that's a close exchanging cash and contract. All right. Um, took me seven years. Now, uh, what I've done in my training in and in my academy is unpicked different scripts for different moments of, of a deal like that. So um, just to put that into context, uh, remember, there's there's selling and clothing. They're two different worlds. So we have a number of scripts in the sales process. So what do you say at a networking meeting to actually lock down a, a, a communication rather than let's touch base in the new year and have coffee? Um, yeah, let's talk in the future. And it never happens. Or here's my business card and nothing happens with it. So we've got scripts for how do you follow up a business card. We've got cold calling scripts, network, all of that stuff is in my camera, right? But I think what's much more important than having a script, and, and look, um, there are some people who are just like, what well, just say them words and it works. And 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 actually, no. Uh, the, one, the way I describe it is uh, wherever I am on God's planet, um, when we're lucky enough to travel, um, I have an internal script that falls into three phases. The first, and please write this down, because this is actually formulates the basis of every conversation. Um, <clears throat> so firstly is always qualify that the two people having a conversation are relevant uh, and that you're, you know, you can help each other out. So having a, a front end question, we call it a PPQ. Mine is, by the way, when I meet someone for the first time in a business scenario, always go, hey, let me ask you a question right off the bat. Remember, selling is asking. I always say, when it comes to your sales process, and in particular closing, what's your biggest challenge right now? That is my opening question all the time. It's called a PPQ. At the beginning of a journey. So the first thing you must always do internally as a script is qualify that you've got the right people, that they need what you do, that you're relevant to each other. Uh, when people are being sold to, the only question they have in their brain at the beginning is what's in this for me. So if you're the person that goes to a networking event and bores other people shitless for 25 minutes, you need to stop it and start asking rather than telling because you'll sell a lot more stuff and you'll, you'll create much more opportunity for yourself. If that came across blunt, I'm good with it. I don't <laughs> blunt. You um, tell it as it is, Matt. It's about time someone <laughs> said it. <laughs> If you're talking shit for half an hour, then like you're not relevant, you're not qualifying. That's why you've got to be good at one thing. Um, so that's the first thing. Second thing is make the next part of this conversation all about them, not you. Don't tell your shitty story. No one cares about your story. We've all got one. Um, don't tell your story about you. 
ask them about them because that's what they're interested in themselves. What's in it for me? They don't, want to, they don't care about how many properties you've got and how much money you make. They want to know how they can work together um, with you and collaborate with you. And that's the third thing, us. Now that I've found out about you, what could we possibly do together or not at all that could create us both better opportunities, do good for you, good for me, good for the universe? So have an internal script. I teach this in the three-day training more detail. Uh, and here is there's 12 points to the script. Um, but the truth is, think of a human being's spine. Having a process is critical. Having the words and everything else is critical. But in between the structure, the little vertebrae, in between the vertebrae is where you've got to dwell. Sales is natural. Closing deals is natural. Uh, if you want it to be effortless and natural, then you must talk to people like you would your friends over a glass of wine or over a steak or over a pint or the way you speak to your missus or your husband or your partner or your kids. You've got to be you because people buy from each other. It's ancient art of sales and closing. So three points always, qualify them and us. Uh, do we have scripts that you can actually follow? Yes, Wendy, you, you utilize these and they work great. It's not the words. It's the meaning underneath them. And when your energy is in a place of, when you when you have sharp skill and a soft spirit, um, when you have a process from cold to sold, um, the words will come naturally. You don't have to think about the words. You just follow the process and everything else will happen. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, Matt. Every time I listen to you, I learn something new. Uh, absolutely wonderful. I know you've you've been absolutely great today. It's been a really pleasure, a real pleasure of mine to interview you today. And I know looking at the Facebook feed as well, loads of people have positive have positive comments. Um, you know, saying you just pop the uh, thing in again, just because there's loads of comments coming in. Yeah, I will do. If you haven't downloaded your book, um, then then jump in there now. It's cover the post and package. It's a free book. It's a couple of quid, I think, to co cover it. Uh, and, and there's loads of value in there for you. You know, hopefully we can continue to communicate. But yeah, the, the, the comments are there. I think when he's just popping it in, dive in there, uh, download, click on the link. Um, and look, I've got six more minutes um, that are yours before I've got to jump on. So if anybody else has got one more question, I'm Great. Good. Okay, so, so let's open this up a bit more. So any more questions? Anybody want to put something on the Facebook chat? Um, and get get one of their questions. I'll just quickly scroll through and see if there's anything that we haven't answered. Um, I'm sort of losing all these questions because we've got. Who is Bob Newhart? Bob Newhart was an American uh, c comedian, basically. He told sort of funny stories. Oh, about okay. people. I think I'm not sure if he's dead. He actually he has a cameo role in the film Elf. You know the 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 Christmas film with. Oh. Um, uh, Will, what's he called? Uh, he he's Papa Elf really in that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wendy, give me one more question. Uh, yep, somebody's put right. asked so, Somebody said I've asked a question. I'm just flicking through to find it. Sorry, Sharon. It, this is Sharon's question. Who's been very active today? Um, the, 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 you make. Can you just repeat it for us, please, Sharon? Because I'm, um, I'm I'm going to have to. Flick through all the questions here. All the way for sure. Sorry, say that again, Matt. While we're waiting for Sharon, what's your last question so I don't run out of time? 
Okay. So, um, okay. What if you could give one piece of advice to investors right now in this difficult situation, what piece of advice would that be? Great question. Um, start, go towards everybody that already knows you, everybody you've ever met, every business card you've got, uh, go towards, um, by the way, Bob Newart's dead, the driving instructor. <laughs> so I hope yeah. I end up working too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks, you. <laughs> my advice is simple. Stop worrying about new opportunities. Stop worrying about paying for marketing. Stop worrying about leaflets and letters and all that stuff for a second. And think about every opportunity you've ever created, anybody you ever met that you think you could possibly help, pick up this powerful amazing thing called a computer phone and say hey um reason for the call is how you doing by the way down there in lockdown cool look we met at networking event in london last month two months ago before covid i am amazing at whatever you're amazing at so i'm amazing at finding rent to rent deals in oxfordshire who do you know right now who might possibly benefit from one of my rent-to-rent deals in Oxfordshire. Ask them a bloody obvious question and then stop speaking. And look, I guarantee you in your computer phone right now, there is somebody desperate to do business with you as we speak. Right, you already know them, you already know who they are. And if they say, I don't know, say, well, who else do you know who might possibly know someone who might benefit from rent-to-rent in Oxfordshire? Like. You just got to ask powerful questions to those that already know you. And that's my advice. Start with those that already know you. Matt, how do you control your passion? Says Sharon. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I, I mean, control your passion is an interesting question. I don't. Um, you know, why would why I? Would you? <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I honestly believe that um, over millennia, that humans have got to a stage where there's fatigue around sales being duped, the fear of being turned over, the fear of somebody screwing you in a deal. Um, we used to be scared of saber-toothed tigers, and now we're scared of like being like turned over and, and hard sold to and pushy persuasive sales. And my, my role in, in the world right now is to turn that upside down and say, hey, um, being a property investor or being a salesperson within the property industry has never been better. There's no need for us to have smoke and mirrors. There's no need for persuasion. There's no need for like cloak and daggers. Ask powerful questions. Be super clear on on what you stand for and the results you get for others. And zone in on asking questions around the results that you can get for others that they're not getting now. And, and that's how you should sell. And then share logical uh, information and connect emotionally and when logic and emotion from your investors point of view when they've joined logic and emotion and put some trust in you and they believe that they can get the result that they're not getting now with you that's when it's time to stop selling and start closing and Matt, just one very quick question from Rachel who says can you please expand on the sharp skill and soft heart that you said earlier on yeah, I can. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Great question. Um, look, your heart 
is 60 times more powerful than your head. And if you're in your head when you're creating a deal, you're dead because you're going to get energy. If you make a deal just about money and just about logic, what happens is it becomes all about the pennies and the bottom line. And we have such shitty little patterns uh, when it comes to money that we get all like funny about money and, and all the, the rest of it. So um, my, my advice is bring the heart into play, bring the emotion into play in a deal. So other than money, think of five of the reasons why we should do business together. That's a really powerful question when you're selling. Um, and when you connect emotion into a deal, when you connect the results other than money that are going to be sold when you do the deal, think about the one I was telling you earlier where their family was arguing because there was a property that was not moving. Mm. Um, that, that's the problem, not the money. So, so by asking about other than money, what problems have you got by having a, a style property, she was out someone, well, my family are falling out with each other, which you can't put a value on your siblings being together and, and creating a, a nice family. So, so that was the value of doing that deal to that person. But if the salesperson hadn't asked, they'd have never found out, you see. So, so having sharp skills, which is what I teach in my training, which is what you teach in your training, it's to have a skill set to get success is, is critical at the moment there's that many people out there doing it with no skill and problems happen so having ethics and integrity and skill um as an investor is critical that's the sharp skill bit then being able to connect with a soft loving energy that's designed to understand the person that you want to collaborate with and remember investors are people and so are businesses businesses are people when you can create that loving energy where they're going to benefit you're going to benefit Benefit. And when you both benefit and pay taxes and create wealth, the, the world benefits too. That, that, that's when you're that's when you're you know conducting business at a, a really high level, and and that's something that I'm constantly searching to teach my students. People attend my three day, uh, people in my academy, people in my free community. Like this is my message: let's be sharp, skilled, and and soft energy, and let's create success for each other and, and the and the universe. Well, Matt, that couldn't be a better place to uh, finish. I think that's really powerful. It's been an absolute pleasure and honour having you here today. Thank you so much for giving up your time, your very valuable time, to be with us. And I know that lots of people will see this after the recording has is, is, is been uploaded. We're live at the moment, but of course, we will then it will turn into a, a, an online recording. Uh, I'm sure you'll get lots of comments. So, Wendy. I'll put um, the link in there again. And if you haven't done it, do it there. Click on the link. Get the get your free copy of Open with a Close. Bear in mind it's step two. So the next step is as well. If you want more, you can invest in our training. Of course you can. Uh, with Wendy's, um, you know, she's given us a great opportunity here uh, to all share each other's love and knowledge. Thank you, Wendy, uh, for this. And download the copy of your book. Have an amazing day, investors. I'll Absolutely. I'll put, I'll put another link in uh, at the top of the Facebook group as well. Market is an announcement. So if you haven't already got your copy, do put your details in that and get your copy of Matt's book. Very valuable. It will transform your results. And um, I look forward to hosting another live very, very soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Matt. Bye bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the HMO Success Podcast. 
If you'd like to know more about how you can create a profitable HMO business, please visit our website, hmosuccess.co.uk, to find out more. We have plenty of free tools and information for you there, and also on our Facebook group, The Ultimate HMO Success System. We look forward to connecting with you very soon. Thanks for listening.